Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-FREE. And, you know, I really wish we could just not talk about COVID madness and mask world and all that stuff, but it just keeps getting shoved literally in your face. And now soon in uh, Miami, they're forming a apparently a task force, a police officer mask enforcement unit staffed with 39 police officers. So it just it just keeps getting worse. A uh, story about Disney World cracking down on people who are walking and drinking or eating food as their excuse to not wear the mask. There's just so much to talk about here, and uh, most of it isn't good news, but Mark's got a little bit of good news to start things out. By the way, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And nobody. So you've got a little bit of good news about uh, the likelihood that somebody is even going to get sick from COVID in the first place. It right. puts the mask upon its face or else it doesn't go no place. That's good. <laughs> the... So, I mean, you know, the first thing we sort of found out is, is there's a lot more cases of COVID-19 than we had thought. Remember that? Like a month ago, this is this big revelation. Well, that, more people have tested over yeah, time. Lots so. of people apparently were didn't know they were ill or had very minor symptoms and, you know, they went through it and no big deal. And um, by the way, I, I uh, know a guy who was sick with COVID-19, um, you know, verified. Nobody in the house, they kind of quarantined him a little bit to the bedroom, you know, kept uh, kept their distance from him. Nobody else in the household got sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was on a plane flying with the approval of the CDC within 10 days. Hmm. So, uh, I mean, you know, t- take that for what that's worth. That's, uh, that's a true story. Okay. Now, the BBC, not exactly some obscure news source, mm-hmm. The BBC has an article that suggests while the latest research suggests that antibodies against COVID-19 could be lost in just three months, a new hope has appeared on the horizon, the enigmatic T-cell. The clues have been mounting for a while. First, scientists discovered patients who had recovered from the infection with COVID-19, but mysteriously didn't have any antibodies against it. So people who had it, but no antibodies against it. Hmm. Next, it emerged that this might be the case for a significant number of people. Then came the finding that many of those who do develop antibodies seem to lose them again after just a few months. I've heard these stories. Yes. This is why the idea of a vaccine is kind of an interesting... I'm not claiming there won't be a treatment, but treatment and vaccine are not synonymous terms. Right, a vaccine use, is something you get to avoid being treated in the future. Yeah, or you know, create in herd theory. immunity or whatever the case may be. And best I can tell from having read this stuff, there won't be one. There's not going to be herd immunity. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's quite a bit of hope in this article. In short, though, antibodies refreshing. have proven invaluable for tracking the spread of uh, the pandemic. They might not have the leading role in immunity that we once thought. If we are going to acquire long-term protection, it looks increasingly like it might have to come from somewhere else. But while the world has been preoccupied with antibodies, researchers have started to realize that there might be another form of immunity, one which in some cases has been lurking undetected in the body for years. The enigmatic type 
of white blood cell uh, is gaining prominence. And, the T cell. Uh, yeah, and an enigmatic type. And though it hasn't previously featured heavily in the public consciousness, it may well be critical to our fight against COVID-19. This would be the T-cell's big moment. It had quite a big moment back in the uh, the AIDS epidemic, too, hmm. you know, part of the uh, attacking the T-cells. I something. recall hearing about it in school, but I couldn't define what it is. Yeah. T-cells are a kind of immune cell whose main purpose is to identify and kill invading pathogens or infected cells. It does this using proteins on its surface, which can bind to proteins on the surface of these imposters. Each T-cell is highly specific. There are trillions of possible versions of these surface proteins which can recognize a different target but because t cells can hang around the blood for years after an infection they also contribute to the immune system's long-term memory and allow it to mount a faster and more effective response when it's supposed to be an old foe uh, against yeah when it's supposed to be excuse me exposed to an old foe Mm-hmm. Several studies have shown that people infected with COVID-19 tend to have T-cells that can target the virus. So, um, regardless of whether they have experienced symptoms, so far, um, so far, so normal. But scientists have also recently discovered that some people can test negative for antibodies against COVID-19 and positive for T-cells that can identify the virus. Negative for antibodies, yes. positive for T cells. So okay, this, so the antibody would be something they would get after fighting off the COVID successfully. But in this case, right. they uh, don't ever get well, to that point. You have the antibodies while you're sick as well. You can, you can. Mm-hmm. It means you're fighting the battle, but it doesn't mean you've necessarily won it. And the antibodies um, are sometimes not present in people who had the disease. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, some people who have the antibodies lose them within a few months. And this, so what they're saying is, if you don't have antibodies or you've lost the antibodies, then that means your T cells were able to fight off this thing before it even really got started. Is it that means kind of a issue? whole bunch of things. Okay. Um, so let me go on here because uh, this is uh, this has led to the uh, suspicion the suspicions that some level of immunity against the disease might be as uh, might be twice as common as previously thought. Most bizarrely of all, when researchers tested blood samples taken years before the pandemic started, they found T-cells which were specifically tailored to detect proteins on the surface of COVID-19. This suggests that some people already had a pre-existing degree of resistance against the virus before it infected a human and it appears to be surprising this appears to be surprisingly prevalent between 40 and 60%. What's the number between 40 and 60% Ian? Half, 50. Yeah. Of unexposed individuals mm-hmm. had these cells. Hmm. Which means that about half is what you're saying would have the ability to fight this thing off via these T cells and basically never even have any 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 evidence they've ever even had the thing? Basically, Is I wouldn't say that. So the T cells give you an advantage in fighting mm-hmm. it off, right? Like you're mm-hmm. basically your body has a memory to fight it. Now, that even though it's never seen it before, um, right? Well, the, there are many things that are uh, similar, though. The mm-hmm. common cold is the same family of viruses. So there are trillions mm-hmm. of combinations of things that can be on the surface of these uh, T cells, right? So. All it needs is to be close enough to fight off the COVID-19. And apparently it's got something Mm. that's close enough. Now, I don't know if humans have been exposed to COVID-19 
before COVID-19 and not gotten sick because they were, say, exposed to bats or dogs or whatever. All mm-hmm. kinds of animals can um, can have COVID-19, but we're not identifying it because it didn't affect humans. It's called COVID-19 because it was found in a human. 2019. Mm-hmm. A human in 2019. So, I mean, this virus has been in animals for some time. It's not new mm. in that way. In theory, it could have been found in humans if it were being looked for, but maybe someone got it and just didn't bother to do anything about it because they didn't get that sick. You know, if sure. you come down with the flu and you can beat it in a, in a few days, you're not going to go to the hospital. Right. And maybe we caught COVID-19 at a particularly uh, virulent state. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a novel virus. We don't know. Again, we don't know that much about the viruses. When I say we mm-hmm. don't know, I don't mean the three guys in this room. I definitely don't know. Or the people who are listening or anything. like. I'm saying yeah. human beings don't know much about this, including the yep. experts that get on the uh, television and radio tell everybody and stuff what like to that. Do. And tell everybody things that, they, that are then going to be amended in two months. Mm-hmm. But don't worry. Stay in your home. It's just for two more two weeks. weeks. Yeah, um, so I think it's very interesting that blood samples taken years before the pandemic started of humans. Yeah. Had the COVID-19, uh, you know, T-cell mm-hmm. thing. And that presumably, as a result, people, you know, were, that half the population huh. is going to be able to fight off the disease or never experience it in the first place. And then another portion of the other half that has to fight it off will beat it relatively easily from what I've seen, right? Like... Yeah. A lot of people just doing fine. They yep, survive this. Most of them don't go to the hospital. And some a fraction of a percent, fraction of 1% die. But if we can just save one life, we should shut down every business in the world and destroy the economy. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Or call us on the Discord call-in lines over at discord.lrn.fm. And that is where you will sound like you're almost sitting here in the studio with us. And tonight, that includes me, Ian. And me, Mark. And nobody. And how'd you like more businesses accepting cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin Cash and Dash or Bitcoin SV even now? Uh, with AnyPay, you can do that and you can actually earn passive income for every purchase made at those businesses. The instant the purchase happens, you get a little little piece of it, a little commission that comes right into your cryptocurrency wallet. If you help local businesses, come on board with the AnyPay Cash Register app. So you, just, you should probably just download the app yourself and create an account and just Get some practice using it so you know what to do. You know how to answer questions from local business owners when they ask you. Because they will ask and they will have questions. But you uh, you help them get set up. There's one guy here in town in Keene that just in the last week uh, set up two businesses in downtown Keene. So uh, we've already ha- we already had several here in, in Keene. Uh, we're kind of one of the crypto mecca, crypto hotspots. And this guy just got one of the ice cream shops in downtown and a barber shop as well. It's actually pretty cool because we've had... Uh, Corner News was the first business in Keene back in like 2013, before AnyPay even existed, uh, to start taking Bitcoin. They're now on the AnyPay system as of the last few years. And uh, there's like a little block of stores. So there's AnyPay, or not AnyPay, there's uh, Corner News. And right behind it, there's this ice cream shop. Yep. And then there's a barber shop. So all three of them, we've got like a little Monopoly block now with, <laughs> uh, with all of them taking crypto, which is so awesome. And it's AnyPay that made that happen. And I'm pretty sure AnyPay's uh, incentive program here for people that sign these businesses up is what motivated the guy who did this 
to get these guys set up. So it's yep. so cool. You can go to anypayinc.com and you can start doing this in your area, anypayinc.com, or better yet, move up to New Hampshire and help us do it here because you know numbers make a difference when it comes to uh, persuading local business owners to start taking cryptocurrency. It helps to have a, a group of people who are willing to spend it in town as well. So check out AnyPay Cash Registers. Download that app for your Google or Apple, uh, whatever favorite device that you have. AnyPay Cash Registers. We continue here. You can bring up anything that you want. Mark, you were just giving some really good news that uh, it looks like half of people, and this is a BBC report that you were sharing with us, that like half of people have some kind of built-in T-cell blockage for COVID, essentially. that uh, Block isn't the right term, it but let's call it, it um, you know, a preemptive strike or something yeah, like that. Pre, some some kind of preemptive preparation in their body. Their body's kind of prepared for COVID, which is, means that they're more likely to be one of the people that never knew they had it, right. or that doesn't have much of an effect from it. Your body's fighting things off all the time. These yeah. T cells are fighting things off all the time. Thank you, T cells. Thank you, T cells. <laughs> you know, thank you, thank you. We nurses. should take them out for tea. No thank, thanks. No thanks to you, governments and corporations. Thank, thank you, nurses. Thank you, T cells. Thank you, truck drivers. So, uh, so that's good news. Half of people already with like a built-in, real serious dis- uh, defense already to this thing, and so that's the good news about halves. And here's the bad news about halves. Story from Mashable.com. Yelp has come out with some information. You know Yelp, that app that yeah. some people it's use. Great for businesses, right? Oh uh, well, it depends on who you ask. Some businesses would say it's not so great because Yelp wants you to pay them so you can get in there and actually like edit the comments or respond to them or something like that. So it depends which business owners you ask. Some people are, are fans of it. Some people think it's a, a racket. But regardless, it's a relatively well-known business rating internet app slash website. And it's used by a fair fair amount of people. Well, Yelp has an economic average report that just came out uh, today. And it shows exactly how tough it is right now for restaurants and other small businesses. Focusing on restaurants, 60% of the 26,160, quote, temporarily closed restaurants on the business review site as of July are now permanently closed. Temporary closures are dropping and permanent shutdowns are increasing. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. You can only keep a business closed so long before, you know, the the landlord wants their rent and uh, the employees are going someplace else. Or not, or they don't want to work because, you know, they've been furloughed and now they got this unemployment check coming in. Why bother going back to work? Well, one of the most amazing heists in history, the big businesses get three trillion dollars to sit it out and of course they have the lawyers to fall back well little business gets harried out of existence the oligarchs get richer and everybody else gets poorer you know i actually saw uh, bitcoin.com's weekly report um banks are getting 18 billion dollars in just the fees surrounded surrounding handing out the money and you know the checks and all these things that are going on so out of the checks that are going to americans banks are going to take their uh-huh. cut yep. of 18 billion dollars as banks are wont to do and it's now they're going to have a lot of defaults on a bunch of loans i mean i'm not saying they should get bailed out they'll but get a bailout for <laughs> they are oh yeah they will but well th- that's the other part of they're going to lose more than 18 billion on a lot of that I of, think. of the stimulus thing here surrounding COVID is people aren't talking about what the federal reserve did 
for the banks because when the Federal Reserve getting rid of the reserve requirement, you mean? Well, just their reserve requirement is interesting, but mm-hmm. the Federal I think it was. You know, what was it um, that Trump handed out something close to one trillion? Maybe it was one point two, one point five. I can't remember. I don't have it sitting to in where? front of me. To people through checks and okay. uh, the small business. The average, stuff like, oh, yeah, including businesses. Then, yeah, you might be that high. But the, the then, average person. Was yeah, so there was the bailout. and It was like yeah. over a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there was a three trillion dollar bailout that the Federal Reserve <laughs> turned on the printing presses yep. and gave a bunch of money to banks to have to be able to have deposits on hand. So nobody even talked about that. And I, I agree with, with uh, nobody here, Pope nobody, that, mm-hmm. uh, in fact, this was a giant hustle. I'm not saying it wasn't a real virus. Mm-hmm. I'm saying these people were waiting for the next, and, and they're waiting again. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, the cougar kills, and then it goes and hides behind a rock again and does the, does the same, same trick. Thing, as long as you can keep getting away with it. And it knows that an antelope is going to come along. Ladies yep. and gentlemen, there will be another crisis. Oh, yeah. They're already continuing with this one. They're already relocking down in some states like California and elsewhere. They're telling restaurants and bars that had literally just opened a matter of weeks ago. No, nope, you got to close down again. Let's see, how many times can you go through this cycle? How many times can the average business owner shut down their business, have absolutely no revenue or near to zero revenue or, you know, a quarter of their revenue from before and keep this thing going? You know, for how many weeks? And then they come back for three weeks and then they're shut down again. Right. And then, you know, it's I don't, crazy. I don't believe this whole pandemic is a pandemic to uh, kill small business, but it might as well have been. Mm hmm. I'm not saying it is. I don't believe it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard. But I, I do say. believe that, you know, like, just the way things are set up, small businesses are on the edge. And, right. And it's half of the economy, ladies and gentlemen. It was already hard to well, be a small business. Don't you think it was awfully? I mean, let's let's start out looking at this from, uh, from China's point of view. Wasn't the timing of this thing just fantastic it for sure them? Because... All of a sudden, Hong Kong is quiet. It gave them an opportunity to kill an estimated 20 million activists, quite possibly. Uh, You know? Uh, Or at least there appear to be 20 million dead people there. So uh, it seems to be very convenient, even if it's not intentional. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom, we can talk more about the difficulty being in business during this time. And uh, your calls... Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want right here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Maybe you're a local business owner, and you have been forced by the threat of violence on the part of state agents to close your doors, and maybe you'll get to reopen them again, or maybe you won't. Well, I, I would in What's this, your story? in the defense of the state agents, not that I like to be in this particular position, mm. 
We don't know, because there's no way to run a scientific experiment, we don't know how many people would have chosen to stay at home and not go out and thus not spend money, and businesses would have shut down anyway. You mean if people were actually given the choice? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, the thing is, there are people who would have done that, okay? Mm -hmm. Yes. But there are also people who would have gratefully taken their jobs, who were unemployed now, uh, who were unemployed before, and now they have a chance to work because there's a job because somebody's too scared. Right, you're talking about in the the future that didn't exist. Exactly. If they hadn't forcibly shut those down, somebody would have done the work. People have been risking their lives to go to work since long before mankind. Imagine how many (laughs) people got killed hunting Mastodon. And we would have also gotten the opportunity to see what the marketplace would do as far as the uh, the buyers are concerned. So what percentage of people would have stayed home on their own volition versus what percentage of people stayed home because they believed they were going to be arrested if they didn't? How many people would have not put in mask mandates in their business if they didn't believe that there were going to be men with guns showing up forcing them at the threat of violence to put a mask mandate into place? So what would the marketplace actually look like? We don't know. We know what the polling numbers are showing or have been showing over the, the last several months, but you can't really believe the polls, can you? I mean, the, you know, we know that poll questions are asked in a way to sculpt the responses in a certain manner. This is st- standard polling, right? Like you ask the question, you're very careful with how you ask questions and the answers that you provide, that kind of thing, if you want to have a certain likelihood of results coming out. Have so you it's ever hard taken one of these uh, telephone polls yes. and then sort of asked for clarification from the person who's asking the Most questions? Most of the time it's a robot, so you don't even get the chance. Um, I've been, it's been some time since yeah. I've had it, so um, I don't have a home phone and I'm not interested in getting these yeah. calls, but... Uh, my experience is, is it's a college kid, and what they do is they repeat back what mm-hmm. they just said, and they said, and they say, "I'm not allowed to tell you anything besides that." Mm-hmm. Like that's it. You and, answer the question, and usually the options are like, "What are you voting for, Republican or Democrat?" And you don't have a third right. option. There's no other, you know, fill in the blank. So we don't know what the other future would have looked like, and unfortunately, this one looks pretty bleak when it comes to being a local business owner, especially a restaurateur. The numbers from Yelp are showing that 60% of those 26,000-plus temporarily closed restaurants are now permanently closed. They never opened back up. Uh, is, that a, is there a percentage of that? I mean, how many is that? When 60% they... of the 26,000 of the 26,000 uh, restaurants. So what's that? Roughly 14,000. So of of the sample that Yelp has, yes, 60% of them are shutting down permanently. That's what they're saying. We can tell you a little bit more about that. Also, want to make sure you know about Divi and the next generation wallet coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat currencies like the dollar right in their mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers their first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When their new wallet launches because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. Learn more at DiviProject.org, D-I-V-I, 
Project.org. According to Yelp's report, as cited at Mashable.com, uh, this was their report. Okay, so the new report is the one that shows 60%. This one came out today. 60% of the 26,000 temporary closed residents or restaurants are now permanently shut. Their previous report that came out in April found that more than 175,000 total businesses were closed in some capacity. Just under 25% of those closed businesses have reopened three months later. So that's not a whole lot of reopenings. Only yeah. uh, 25% have but reopened. of course, the ones that are more likely to reopen, reopened, um, and the ones that are more likely to stay closed are, you know, stay clo- stayed closed. And it depends on the geographic it area. It hurts the most vulnerable of us. Mm-hmm. Indeed. The most vulnerable of small businesses are dying. They're going to go under. That's my, that's my, one of my most hated stated phrases, just because all they did was define the word vulnerable. For restaurants in particular, this is becoming the way it goes. Yelp noted a 23% increase in permanent restaurant closures from only a month ago. Bars and clubs are also closing forever at high rates. 44% of 5,454 temporarily shuttered bars and other nightlife establishments are closed for good. Yelp. Uh, And in some states, they're not even allowing bars to open with any capacity, right? So, like, restaurants in certain states can open with a 25% or a 50% capacity. They're mandating tables be removed and things like that. The bars are just being told that in some some of these states, you just can't reopen. And and the ones that can reopen, remember what a bar sells. A bar doesn't sell liquor or beer or wine. Mm Mm-hmm. You can get that anywhere sure, for, for less. a fraction of the cost. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can buy an expensive stout and pay $2 a can, mm-hmm. $3 a can. If you get an expensive stout in a bar, you're going to pay Eight, nine. $9, yep. $10. And that's just in the countryside. I have no idea what you in fools the city. in the city yeah. are paying. Um, so, I mean, what a bar sells is location. An amp atmosphere, an mm-hmm. ambiance. To meet people. And girls. Yep. Well, there's that. Um, it, but it's part of the ambiance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you are, if, if you're looking for the sort of, you know, cheap drink kind of uh, jukebox kind of place, they got that. If you want a place where you can dance, they got that. If you want a place where you can play pool, whatever it is, that's what a bar's got. That's what it sells. And right now, that's real difficult. In some places, it's impossible. Or darn close to impossible. You could run a speakeasy, I guess, uh, and see how long that lasted. And that is happening. Uh, we met a young lady at the Porcupine Freedom Festival who was doing that in Los Angeles. She was, she is, I guess, doing that in Los Angeles, throwing underground parties at, at people's homes, usually the homes of people who are, you know, service hospitality types right? anyway. I didn't know where they were being held. I thought they were, um, had mentioned that. I mean, I Maybe. don't want to see uh, the, the jackboots uh, combing the phone book for people who uh, are in the hospitality industry, mm. running through the uh, computer and checking out at their homes on Friday night to see what's going on. But yeah, maybe. Yelp also broke down location. Which cities, which states are experiencing the most closures, both temporary and permanent? Places like Honolulu, San Francisco, and Las Vegas, uh, the, in, that, in that order, by the way, apparently are the most closingest of the various different cities the deadliest out there. place to, to own a bar or restaurant. And also, that is true when it comes to la- uh, ranking states. So Hawaii, number one most... Deadly uh, to business. Nevada, number two, and California, number three. Uh, There's Arizona, Washington, Oregon, Colorado, Texas, New York, 
filling out the list. Florida's even in there and a couple more down from that. I uh, don't see New Hampshire in this list. They don't show all 50 states, at least in this particular image. Yeah, last I heard, uh, Key West, which has to be a very big place for local bars. Lots and of things, parties there, yeah. Yeah, is uh, trying very hard not to let anybody in. Hmm. Monroe County. No yeah. more fun there, huh? Fun's over. Yep, fun's over. 2020 is the least fun year. So far, my entire life. Yeah. It's, it's awful. It's not much fun. It's awful. Thank goodness there was the uh, Fork Fest and the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Yeah. It was at least something it was to get out and do and a little bit of sanity. Your local- that was epic. Do we, have we heard of anybody who went who got ill? No, I've not heard about that. I haven't either. There was somebody who joked about it online, but then they deleted the comment because it set off this firestorm. Ah! see somebody they were just joking it's covid yeah. fest <laughs> covid fest well i mean what you have to understand is there's some real jokesters that go there people who perhaps mm-hmm. uh would make jokes that uh, would make others cringe yeah, yeah. the cringeworthy folks uh so 855-450 free that's 855-450-3733 well disneyland or world i guess i'm not sure one yeah disney disney world has decided they're going to be cracking down on their customers no longer shall you be able to walk and drink at the same time, because safety. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Right here. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call in line rooms. In fact, Discord is where Gene the Christian Anarchist uh, is hanging out right now. And he comments that Hong Kong does not have 20 million people. Uh, apparently, a comment and was 20 made... million is a big, a big city. He, yeah. He's absolutely right. Uh, New York City has 12, 12 or 15. Yeah, I think during well, the day it goes those, down at night. Right, those yeah. big cities are really hard um, so, to quantify yeah, the, because the, what do you count as it and what yeah. time of day do you count it? Yeah. So so let me uh, let me explain that twenty million. Because uh, you had said uh, twenty number, million people disappeared. The, the way that number uh, was arrived at was by uh, discovering how many phones disappeared off the Chinese cell phone number uh, network. Uh, and it was like 22 or 24 million. The reason that's... that's And that's uh, of the whole nation. Yeah, that's the whole country of a billion okay. people. Okay, that's a whole different um, story then. But uh, the reason that that's so relevant is because in China, A, you can't have more more than one phone because they openly use, use it to track you. And also, mm-hmm. their phones are how they pay for things and that's they're right. essential to the social credit program. So you can't just not have a phone. So where did those people go is the question. Uh, My guess is that a lot of them went to the Chinese activist uh, camps. camps? Well, I was I was going to say activist body shops where they get parted out and sold to rich Saudis. Hmm. They're actually what's one of the things they're doing with the Muslims that they're killing in China is I've heard that uh, the Saudis want to buy organs from people who lived halal. Oh, jeez. So. Which I don't wow. think is itself halal, but <laughs> maybe they think it helps. <laughs> yeah, anyway, if you want to join us, I you am can. 
stunned by what I just heard. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, 855-450, free like freedom. So whether you want to talk about what's going on in China, allegedly, or anything that's happening in your neighborhood, especially with the crackdown on local business owners, preventing them from making their own decisions, preventing individuals from making their own choices. Maybe I want to open up my business and tell my customers, eat at your own risk. And the thing about that, the thing that makes it so important, especially in areas areas of risk, is evolution works because people who make uh, who make decisions that are in accord with nature live, and people who don't make decisions that are in accord with nature die. And I'm we don't talking know- specifically about people who miscalculate risk, right? And we don't know who is right at this point mm. i can right. assure you both sides vehemently believe they're right but nature will let you know yeah well i don't know if i'm right but i know one thing's for sure i don't want to live life like these you know living in fear essentially when i see folks with masks on i figure they're either in fear of uh the covid or they're doing it because they are expecting to and there's a lot of social pressure you know they're, or that they're expected to by right. other people well, that's the reason i'm generally wearing a mask when i go into businesses is mm-hmm. because of, uh, you know, just basically, I want other people to think I care about them. Ah, so you're signaling. Yeah, and that's exactly yeah. what you're, that's what it and is. And that's what the social pressure is all about. It's sure. all about trying to pressure people by making it seem like if you don't wear a mask, you must hate other people, which is not true at all. Not true, but that's what they're saying, and that's work. it's working to affect people. Well, it's not true, but it is true. I mean, what the the habit that my parents tried to instill in me and you know they didn't do do a great job is to act in a way what she what my mom would have called a classy way and classy people mm. don't make the people around them uncomfortable, uncomfortable yeah. unnecessarily um and that's and and that's the thing. So, I mean, she asked me to put on a mask when I was in the bank begging for an account today. Mm-hmm. And and I said, well, I'm not afraid, but if it will make you feel more comfortable, mm-hmm. I will. Mm-hmm. Um, but and the point of saying that was that it was a point of personal privilege for her, not a mark of obedience to some uh, to some amorphous state. And it was also a mark of, I really need a bank account. Yeah. That, well, that's a fair thing to do, to at least qualify the action before you actually take it in that particular case. However, um, it's not my job to make people feel comfortable, and my freedom does not end where your feelings begin uh, or where your fear begins. And so, to me, it's worth it to not wear a mask and make a deal. You know, I don't want to be rude about it. I'm always trying to be as kind as possible about my refusal uh, to wear a mask, but I'm not interested in doing this because to me it buys into the fear and it propagates the fear because if there's no one else walking around without a mask, then we will live it. We are going to live in mask world until our superior masters in you know government or whatever determine that we shouldn't anymore. And there's no reason why they'll determine that. Well, that's that's one possible outcome. But the other possible outcome is that, I mean, 
people people denial takes time to overcome mm-hmm. there's lots of people who are drunks for 50, for the first 50 years of their lives and then spend the next 20 in aa mm-hmm. so and and when people do realize that they have been completely had at least by the response of this that basically the authorities have been using this as an excuse to rob them blind mm. i don't think they're going to be that forgiving you know but i mean the other thing beyond what my parents taught me there's also what my rhetoric teacher taught me and and when i studied rhetoric uh they taught me that there are three things you need in order to make a convincing argument there's logos, your argument has to appeal to logic. Mm-hmm. There's pathos, it also has to appeal to your feelings. Mm. And thirdly, there's ethos. And that means that as you must remain in their eyes a person of goodwill. Mm. Because as soon as they start thinking that you are not, that you, that you, you're not a person of goodwill, they stop listening. Right. People will not listen to somebody that they don't uh, feel, at the very least, has um, an equal level of concern for their their own good, uh, for somebody else's good that they do for their own. So once once somebody's a mercenary, like their concerns are only for themselves— that's when you know this this human primate tends to begin shutting down. My concern is for human freedom. Okay, so I know. when, when uh, people are confronting, and, and by the way, no one has yet confronted me with this perspective, but I know it's it, it exists. We don't live in the big cities, right? So this is common in the big cities. We were talking with uh, Nick, who was an early mover here to New Hampshire, and he ended up moving back to Philadelphia. He's ready to leave because he's sick. Uh, and you know, he's like a gay guy from the the heart of Philly, right? Like. He's in that world and he can't stand being there anymore because he doesn't want to wear a mask and all his liberal friends from the city, they are hating on him for it. You know, previously they were friends. Now they despise him. Not as much. uh, As a result of that. And, you know, the whole, oh, you're going to kill my grandmother. You're putting us all in danger. All the all the fear. It's just it's really disappointing. So they suggest that you don't care about others if you don't wear the mask. But the reality is I do care about others. I care about others' freedom to make choices for themselves. Right. And And that's what we're talking about in this article here, where it looks like something like 50% 50% of businesses, small businesses are going out of business. Yeah. Restaurants and small businesses are taking huge hits, yep. according to Yelp, and likely it's true. And, uh, you know, like what you have to quantify what is the value of the mask thing. I'm not saying it's of not a value, it is a value. And COVID is dangerous. But how. So is the flu. Well, so is the, the flu is dangerous too. Like that's the thing is, is that exactly how long do these mask things become important? As long as the mask companies willing to sell them to you. Well, as long as somebody says, because somebody will always say, well, "Would you like me to wear a mask or not?" They'll always say yes. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they haven't been sick in years. It doesn't matter if there's no pandemic. It doesn't matter about anything. Be like, sure, wear that mask. Because somebody always wants you to do the thing that you want you to do. Remember, mm-hmm. remember back when uh, you know the bakers had to make the cakes for the gay weddings. Yep, bake the cake. Put the mask on, you know, and 
eh, somebody standing for human freedom, somebody out there standing for human freedom is a value because human freedom is a value. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, all of these things that you enjoy in your life, they were not created in totalitarian states. That's right. Invention and innovation must occur in this particular species in an area that's free. And if it isn't, well, kiss it goodbye, America. Kiss goodbye the economy, kiss goodbye opportunities, kiss goodbye innovation. 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. But at least you can go to Disney World, right? We'll tell you what's going on there. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your more Mortgage. There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, kicking off the second hour of the t- uh, of the show. You can join us toll-free, 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. The mask world keeps getting worse out there now in D.C. Face coverings will be mandatory for any D.C. resident even leaving their homes. When you're ordering food at a restaurant, waiting for a bus, sitting in a cubicle in an open office space, walking your dog, she says... You gotta wear a mask unless you're a child under the age of two, or if you're eating or drinking, or vigorously exercising. I guess that's up to the officer and the judge's discretion as to whether or not your exercise is vigorous enough. Uh, And if you are an individual... I'll tell you, the one thing I'm not willing to do is get out uh, and exercise with a mask on. Like, you know, you've gone too far... If you're asking me to get out and you, you want me to wear a uh, mask, I'll do my best. Are they just asking? Um, now, outside, I don't live in a city, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, ladies and gentlemen, if you live in a city, perhaps you've got different rules there. I don't know. But outside, I don't see any reason for a mask. Mm-mm. A breeze comes along and whew, all the virus is blown away. Uh, unfortunately if you're outside at disney world according to deadline.com you will not be able to get away with walking with a drink as your excuse for not wearing a mask that was the kind of the loophole right like we've heard people say oh if you're on an airline you can just have a drink the entire time and then you don't have to wear the mask yeah I uh, and that's the that's what but you know that's what people have been saying that's what people have been doing and Disney World apparently got enough complaints or somebody made the decision that they oh were, yeah somebody's always upset yep believe that uh, quote from Deadline presumably whistle while you work is still acceptable but add eating and drinking while walking to the list of things you can't do at Walt Disney World in the pandemic era Let- finally making the the world safe for people who are too stupid to walk and chew gum at the same time <laughs> <laughs> like some Vegas casinos the park has banned consumption of food and drink on the move in order to ensure masks are worn at all times 
Disney World has been under fire in some quarters for reopening at a time when COVID-19 cases are spiking, particularly in its home state of Florida. To minimize the potential spread of the disease, the theme park has instituted many new rules on social distancing, capacity, and cleaning, and is also requiring masks to be worn at all times. Previously, the exception was if you're eating and drinking. But the loophole has now been closed as patrons were seen walking throughout the park with beverages and food sans masks. The suggestion there is that people don't want to do this. If you're trying to find the loophole in, the, in all these various different mask rules and, and exploit it so you can say, well, I would wear the mask, but I'm thirsty, so I can't right now. You know, If that's your excuse, then you don't want to wear the mask. And I think there's a large number of people that are doing this because the corporations are saying to do it and because there's this shaming going on as well. So they've got get sort of a dual push. Not only is the government saying do it, but the corporations are backing the government up and basically being their unpaid enforcement arm. And then these, Oh, they're getting paid. And then these do-gooders in the population are just lambasting on social media and probably in real life as well and going after these people for for not wanting to wear these masks. And I I think at some point people need to stop cooperating with this. Be kind about it because there's been some very rude non-mask wearing people. But I think we need to be firm. Polite but firm, I think, is important here. Yeah, I would... uh... I'd remind, I can't remember what the quote is, I think it's an MLK quote, but um, that those in power never give freedoms to those out of power. Yeah, you have to take it. They're taken and demanded and that sort of thing. It's not MLK, I don't think, unless he Uh, rephrased it. No, it's, I know the quote, it's Frederick Douglass. Let me get it. Um, Yeah, he'll pull it up. Yeah, it's, it's unlikely that, I mean, you know, exactly when... Somebody give me a time frame on when do the mask mandates go away. I don't know. There's no now, nothing on the horizon. They're I'm getting glad, worse. I'm glad that people can wear masks now. Because in America, you just really couldn't wear masks without looking like a, some kind of loony and having problems and you know those kind of things. If you, okay, one of my personal heroes yeah. here, Frederick Douglass. Power concedes nothing without a demand. It never did and it never will. Yep. Find out just what any people will quietly submit to and you have found the exact measure of injustice and wrong, which will be imposed upon them yep uh damn that's ad. what's happening uh and these will continue till they are resisted with either words or with blows or with both the limits of tyrants are prescribed by the endurance of those whom they oppress so Frederick eloquent. douglas if wow. you haven't read him read him <laughs> yeah guy was a genius that was fantastic and so, he's right yeah, I, I, yeah, it absolutely. That's just the right uh, quote, and it's uh, eloquently. And put. that's the thing; they're going to keep pushing, Mark, because they've gotten this far. They're going to keep going. Indiana now with what? 180 days in jail as the maximum sentence now, starting Monday, according to the governor's order, which again is not a law, but no one seems to care. Uh, so the governor mm. orders this, and now you're facing a misdemeanor, a Class B misdemeanor, with fines up to a thousand dollars and up to half a year in jail for not wearing a mask in yeah. Indiana. And I don't, I don't think it's necessarily because they're getting zero pushback that they're not that they're going to continue doing it um in that a they're not getting zero pushback they're getting some pushback bit, yeah. and and i believe there will be more of that but also this is the same thing they've been doing since time 
immemorial. Mm -hmm. This is just a variation on a theme, whether they're causing the Great Depression or they're always looking to make the population weaker, more vulnerable, and easier to control. Yep. I don't know that they do it intentionally. I think they do. That's what the government schools are for. I don't know what they do intentionally or not. I can't claim. I mean, I've never seen the memo. You know, mm-hmm. they wouldn't show it to you. No, they certainly wouldn't. But it would it's be a leaked, great big perhaps. club and you ain't in it. Yeah, I don't think they're all on the same page or anything like that. I don't think that your typical government school teacher understands that they're part of the Prussian uh, education model designed to dumb people down and turn them into unquestioning worker drones. I don't think they realize that, but that's who that's, you know, that's the system they're in. That's what it was created for. And there's, you know, that's not speculation on my part. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's it. It's true yeah. uh, that that's the sort of the system as it was created, the in, intention. And it has its ups and downs. I mean, remember, it's much harder to start factories in places that don't have some kind of structured public school system. I mean, you know, Europe and the United States got successful for a reason. And one of those reasons it was, certainly wasn't public schools because public yeah. schools didn't come along until a about the time of the Great Depression, uh, and certainly not mandatory. Uh, mandatory attendance didn't come along till later. So public schools uh, in the in, in on this continent started in the New England area. And where were your factories during the Civil War times? Um, you know they so they expanded outward. And I think what they did was create, like we said. Uh, these sort of automatons, these mindless drones, or at least people who are more compliant to rules and used to the bells and whistles and these sorts of things. And now, you know, you still have your seats of banking and power sitting in the Northeast and, uh, you know, say on the West Coast, wherever the uh, the population centers are. Well, the government schools have definitely prepared people for what's happening now because the message at the government schools has always been safety over risk. You got to go the safe road. You got to get a career with a corporation. You got to work hard for that company. Except and then, football. <laughs> I mean, you know, do why do like, they do that? You mean playing in football? Yeah. Why do they play football in government schools? It's the uh, only schools where they can pretty much afford to have football teams. These are ex- bread and circuses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bread, bread and circuses does two things. The first thing it, it it does is it lets your the more aggressive members of your society blow off steam, which is necessary for them because they're the ones who would become the rebels uh, if they didn't have at Mm. least some simulated risk in their life. And the other thing it does is bread and circuses, like you say, it, it keeps the, it keeps the population uh, fat and fat and stupid and happy. And actually I'm going to say a third thing. They're training you to identify irrationally with a team or a city or a geographic area. And they need you to be able to do that. Yeah, that's true. And that also expands on a larger area with the so-called nation. 855-450 free. You can join us here on Free Talk Live. You dial in, toll free here. You can bring up anything you want. You want to comment on the mask madness that just keeps getting worse. We got criminal penalties coming in now in uh, with misdemeanor charges if you don't have a mask on, according to the Indiana government goons. 
Uh, Miami is forming its own mask enforcement unit, according to theweek.com. And there's just a myriad of other stories like this out there about various different state governments uh, and threatening people and business owners or businesses cracking down. This week was supposed to be a big week. I think it was two days ago, Monday. Uh, Walmart was supposed to begin a mandatory mask thing, and as were a bunch of other businesses like CVS and Best Buy and just a myriad of them, just a lengthy list of these things. And I did uh, tell my little Mask World story yesterday, so I won't recap it, but if you want to hear what happened to me when I went down to uh, Connecticut, and I did not wear a mask at any place at any point. I don't have one, and I'm not going to take one, and I have objections uh, that are religious to the mask, and also just period, I don't think that they are good for humanity. I think that it is dehumanizing to take away people's faces uh, from them, the experience of being able to see the expressions that another person is making. I think this is very, very sad stuff. We're going to get into your calls and thoughts. In fact, Dogbite is calling from Indiana, watching us on YouTube. You're on Free Talk Live. Dogbite. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Oh, hey. Um, yeah, I heard about the 180-day uh, fine inf- or sentence, rather. And Maximum. I actually had a bus driver. Yeah. And I actually had a bus driver call the police on me last Friday wow. for not wearing a mask. Uh, now, I got a letter in my pocket from my doctor mm-hmm. saying that I'm excluded from this as mm-hmm. long as I can be six feet away from everybody. Uh, last Thursday, I go into a bank. Guy stopped me at the front door, asked me, have you been sick? Have you had a cough? Have you had a cold? Mm-hmm. I had to stop him in his tracks. And let him know, A, I'm 60 years old, B, I'm free, and C, I ain't answering these questions. Yeah, it's none <laughs> of your damn business. Check. Right? I yeah, shouldn't have exactly. to go through a health screening every doorway I walk into. Yeah, and, and you know, um, at my job, I had to call the police earlier, didn't want to. Cop gets here, no mask, no gloves, all up in your face. Um. This is this is about control. Sure is. How far can they push us? A year ago, the whole world was protesting. Hong Kong was protesting. Then they came with this COVID stuff, and they found out just how small the people's gonads are <laughs> because we went from free to slave overnight yeah but it wasn't really like that i mean we weren't free a year ago but it's even more obvious how unfree we are now and it's sad how obedient people have been even people who should know better are being successfully persuaded to just go along to get along and that's not going to get us anywhere the frederick Douglass quote that nobody read in the last segment is super applicable here uh you know power doesn't yield unless it's demanded and right now people are not in a demanding mood they're just going to do what they're told and that does not lead to good things ever yep and just to, to close this out, the Tree well, of Liberty needs a bit of water. Don't leave yet, though. I do have a question for you. What happened on the bus? You said the bus driver called the cops. Did they show up? Yeah, I, yeah, they showed up. I showed him my letter. Uh, he And he told the driver that according to the governor's order, he can do what he wants to. He <laughs> is exempt. Well, I think everybody should because be exempt if they want to be. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, well, everybody people, is because happen means people get sick. Sorry, say that again, Kirby. I mean, dog bite. Uh, I, 
I, I read a, uh, 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 report last week, 0.04% of the people who test positive actually get sick enough to die. Mm-hmm. Of those people who test positive. 0.04%. That's not a whole lot. Zero. No, it's not. I mean, (laughs) I need a calculator to do that, man. (laughs) Right. I mean, if you were given, uh, if if you came down with some kind of cancer and they told you that your survival rate was 99%. You'd be like, no worries. (laughs) What are my chances, Doc? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Great call, Dog Bite. Thank you for making it tonight. I definitely appreciate hearing from you, and thanks for the stories. You uh, might whip up your will, right? And I think that's a good idea to have one. Never hurts. Uh, you know, you might you might tell your kids you love them a little more often. Sure. But, you know, hey. According to uh, theweek.com, if you don't wear a mask in Miami, it'll cost you $50 for the first offense, $100 for the second, and $500 every time after that. And if you pay them, you're a sucker. Miami-Dade County has the state's most COVID-19 infections reported per 100,000 people and the highest death toll, according to the Miami Herald. They say to try and slow the spread of the coronavirus, people must wear masks while in outdoor and indoor public settings with few exceptions to ensure people take the ordinance seriously mayor francis suarez announced tuesday that 39 police officers will form a mask enforcement unit working seven (laughs) days a week officers of the law is that what you signed together is that what you signed up for officers (laughs) out there was that what you had in mind when you became a police officer that you would literally be the fashion cop because that's what we're talking about here. These government people are literally telling people what they have to wear. I mean, it used to be, and that's what the illusion of freedom that uh, our last caller was pointing out. Like, he felt more free a year ago. Like, significantly more free. He described it as freedom. The, the life that we would have described as, you know, basically living under total near, near total domination uh, by government and all their mandates and these, these government people. Uh, but because you can, you know, because when you walk out your front door, you can choose to turn left or turn right, and there's not like a, a spiked fenced wall in front of you, it feels like freedom. Because when you're getting dressed in the morning, you can choose which shirt to put on, which shoes to, uh, to put on, what makeup, if you, if you use makeup, or, you know, what hat you're going to wear, or whatever, uh, what rings and jewelry to, uh, to adorn yourself with, or none of it. Well, with the exception of walking out naked, usually they'll, they'll arrest you for that. You but better do some adorning, yeah. You can adorn yourself in whatever way you want, for the most part, in most places in the United States. And we used to get all upset, you know, we as a, as a nation, if I can speak that way. But people used to get upset at the idea of, you know, um, burkas, for instance. People right. being forced to cover up their, themselves, being unable to express themselves. Just having to wear this singular colored thing, don this covering that only shows one's eyes and that was seen as offensive well now that's happening here now it's not happening to the full burqa extent but a piece of that is happening here and it's being embraced by many of the same people who would have been against the burqa in the past yeah if you uh had attempted to make women cover their face in America, mm-hmm. you would have received a great deal of lashback. Oh, yeah. But if you make everybody cover their face... Then it's public health. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> totally fine. Right. That, like, wow. this just goes to show the, the Democrats and the liberals and their whole thing about, look, it doesn't matter what kind of tyranny we're talking about, so long as that tyranny is enforced equally. 
there was actually a guy named Alexandre de Tocqueville mm-hmm. who wrote a book called Freedom in America, who said Americans are so enamored of freedom or are so enamored of equality that they'd rather be equal in, sla- in slavery than unequal in freedom. 855-450-FREE. If you want to join us, you can. You can weigh in on this discussion or bring up whatever is on your mind. Coming up, the Redskins are changing their name to what? Well, not sure yet exactly. They're taking your input, apparently. It's Free Talk Live. <laughs> the next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. Free Talk Live. You dial toll-free if you want to join us. The number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. 855-450-3733. In the studio tonight, I'm Ian. Um, And Mark. Sorry. And I'm nobody. And local. Mark's a little slow. I'm used to being last. Uh, And that's Uncle Joe. (laughs) Bitcoin.com. Local.bitcoin.com is a place where you can go to buy or sell Bitcoin cash. It's been around for a year now. They started it back in June of 2019, and you can use dozens of payment methods to make your purchase or make your sale. And There's no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site. That's because they never actually have possession of your crypto. It's all done through smart contracts. It's a pretty slick uh, system there at local.bitcoin.com. It's a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Local.bitcoin.com. Toll-free number if you want to join us again, 855-453. Coming up, the Redskins. You've had this story in show prep for, I don't know, most of a week, Mark. You really obviously are interested in talking about it. We're going to get to that. But first, we will go to your calls and thoughts. And then if we get the chance, we'll get into a little bit of cryptocurrency news. Because John McAfee is back in the news after making a, a relatively renowned prediction an infamous prediction yes uh back three two or three years ago that bitcoin would hit a million dollars by the end of this year or else he would eat a thing we generally can't say on the radio yes on his body presumably unless he was talking part. about uh, an animal but we can get into that coming up here um, we can't say lesbian on the radio. We have to say woman in comfortable shoes. <laughs> Let's go to uh, first, though. Wesley calling from New Hampshire, uh, watching us on t- our Twitch feed over at twitch.lrn.fm. Go ahead, Wes. Yeah, so um, yesterday I called in and um, I was reading a tweet from Eric July. Eric and July then, is a, um, uh, a kind of a singer, rapper, and a I think like a metal rap metal band, or, um, as I understand it. Yeah, relatively yeah, it's popular. Called backwards, right? Relatively popular band, popular guy. Now, were you listening, Wes, when he called in after? I wasn't listening at the time, but I watched the clip, and okay, so that's good. what I'm gonna. That's what I'm calling in about. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian said that I said something that I didn't, and I just wanted to clarify, like, for Ian to clarify, you know, that I didn't say that um, Eric supports um, the feds coming in and kidnapping protesters. Yeah, I think what I, uh, so somebody had called in after you and basically seemed to take up a, a position about that. I don't think I said that you said that. I think a previous caller 
uh, is what I said. I don't think I specifically said it was you. But, uh, yeah, I, I think you had called in to read a uh, tweet or something that Eric had met, made that was very anti-communist, if I recall correctly. And, and then, I'm pretty anti-communist myself. And then, Me too. And then you said the F word at the very end of it, and so we had to drop your call. So I don't think you really had much right. of a chance to say anything else besides that. But there was another guy who called in after you that also, I believe, tried dragging uh, Eric through the mud. So I, I think I was responding to that person, not you. Okay, okay. So I just want to clarify yet again that you're not referring to me. You're referring to the caller after me. Yeah, if I said your name, then uh, I would have to apologize, but I don't think that I did. I think it was a previous caller is what I said. And maybe you thought that I was referring okay. to you, but I don't think I was. Okay, just so, wanted to clarify that. Yeah, so so what is all this about, Wes? I mean, you'd called in to kind of bring this up. Uh, it looks like you're running a uh, Twitter page that's trolling real hard and getting some uh, some <laughs> negative attention. What are you trying to do out there? Okay, so um, I saw that tweet, and I inferred from that tweet. And that what was, was the tweet again? To... Without saying the f word, do you happen to have it uh, handy? Um, it was. I I don't have it on on hand on right now, but mm-hmm. people watched the stream last time. Um, or I mean, from yesterday, they can they can. Wasn't it something? Well, the reason I was asking was because we we always have new uh, new listeners on. They weren't necessarily listening yesterday at the time. Wasn't essentially the the gist of it that you know he wouldn't want to come to defend a communist from attack, but that ultimately he clarified later that that doesn't mean he's in favor of the federal government abducting people. Right. So the very last sentence is the is the phrase they get what they deserve. Mm Hmm. And I implied, you know, from the context, you know, you what they're getting is, is the state, you know, imposing violence on them. So I, I thought that's what he meant. I went on to debate with him. He clarified his intended meaning. And so my point in, in calling you guys was to see if you guys got that message as well, whether his intended meaning and what he said um, are, are conflicting. Because people can read that message and not get what he was intending to mean. Well, that's typical so with, just... with texting and with, uh, you know, these limited sure. communications methods that we have. You have 140 characters or whatever, and there's only so much you can say. I have a lot of uh, sympathy for the position that, uh, you know, like... You feel sorry for the position? Uh, look, look I, we can look up what sympathy for means, uh-huh. and I can go ahead and, re- and you'll realize <laughs> at some point, as, as we continue yeah. to define it over and over again, that... Uh- uh- a communist sympathizer does not feel sorry for ah, okay. for right. communists. He has some some agreement. He has he has some understanding of why they feel the way they mm, feel. I see. Right. So when there's uh, you know a group of protesters out saying this thing or that thing, and a couple of years ago they were out saying let's get rid of the NR- the NRA as a terrorist organization and blah blah blah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's hard for me to get excited about these people's position. And mm-hmm. um, I'm, you know. But I, do you care if they get pulled off the streets into a unmarked van? I think it's bad. Right. 
But the question is, um, like it's been infer, it's it's been basically said, you cowardly militia people that were walking onto the state capitals two months ago trying to defend freedom. Why don't you defend freedom now? Why don't you shoot a few federal agents? Because we're too cowardly to do it. Mm-hmm. We don't have any guns because we gave them all up because we'd be rapists if we kept them well, or whatever nonsense the leftists are saying. That's not true though for all of them. I mean, again, this is this is what I was saying last sure. night. Is you can't jump to a conclusion about what somebody believes without having spoken to them first there are but these are who people are jumping to conclusions right now about me because i'm not doing what they want me to do they've snapped their fingers were you arguing and they're with not all dancing of them, for them simultaneously no. and how did they time it right to all get that out at the same time there are people saying it and they are mad right they're mad how come mm. i have snapped my fingers and you don't dance because I'm not dancing for you. You've been a terrible dance partner in the mm-hmm. past. That's why. Yeah. So this comes down to, the, the uh, again, the point that I was making last night, that we went to the Pastor Martin Niemöller quote, that first they came for the communists, and then they came for uh, the trade unionists, then they came for the Jews, and then there was they came for me, and there was no one else left to stand up. And maybe but the what communists- that doesn't say about the Martin Niemöller poem is, is maybe you could have stopped after the communists. Maybe then you could have started. Oh, first they came for the communists, and I did nothing, because I hate communists. Then they came for the trade units. Yeah. I stood up, and there were still plenty of people. And I waiting. think that's a problem. I think that uh, you know, even though we may not agree, or I may not agree with communism, and I fir- firmly disagree with killed pe- a lot more people, people than Nazism did. Governments did. Uh, communists themselves. Uh, governments calling themselves communists yes. killed a lot yes. more people than governments calling themselves right. but Nazis. You can't say. That the people calling themselves communists today killed people because not all of them have. Some of them are just living on a commune together and they're doing their commie thing. Uh, and the same thing's true with the Nazis. You can't say that all the Nazis are are gassing Jews today because not many of them but are. But the Nazis goodness. are legitimately considered to be terrible people, and the swastika is a is a hate crime in some countries. But nonetheless, the ha- I would hammer and sickle is not. But nonetheless, I will still stand up for their right to hold their beliefs, which is what I have done. Where Christopher Cantwell, a their former- beliefs are statist therefore violent i will not stand for their beliefs the nazis any of them okay i'm not standing for their beliefs anybody who advocates using violence between standing for their beliefs and standing for the right to have them exactly i may not agree with what you say but i will fight to the death for your right to say it now of course the classic argument against that is what they call the paradox of tolerance which basically oh if you don't violently react when people say this sort of thing then those ideas will take over of course that presupposes that they're necessarily going to do better in the marketplace and i disagree vehemently with that yeah and i don't require reciprocation in order to stand up for people's right to say ugly things and things i disagree with and if you don't mark that's fine just you know don't expect anyone to help you out if you ever need it someday 855 450 free like freedom because you've got to put it out there It's Free Talk Live. You're invited if you want to join us. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. By the way, Wes dropped off the line. I didn't I didn't mention that. It was toward the end of his, his call there or toward the end of the last segment. He just dropped out. Uh, but we were talking about talking or discussing commies and whether or not people should defend them. And, and I don't think that their ideas... 
deserve to be defended because they're terrible. But I think that as human beings, they are still humans and they have the chance, I believe, to change their mind, especially the younger ones, the ones that haven't been around. I mean, if you're talking about a 70-year-old commie, you probably aren't going to be as successful at changing their minds. And it's probably not worth the time to try because they're not going to be around too much longer. Um, But if you're talking about a 19-year-old or a 21-year-old or something who describes themselves as a socialist or a commie, I wouldn't say that person is beyond hope. I wouldn't say that person is beyond coming to new conclusions. And if all you do is you treat them like they're the enemy, then that's how they're going to treat you. I don't treat them like they're the enemy. I would say that if you want me to take sides between in a conflict between foolish communists advocating for violence and violent okay. fascists you know that- hold on let me finish my okay. statement and violent fascists mm-hmm. just call me switzerland i don't care okay so you're jumping to the conclusion that everyone in the streets in various different cities are foolish communists advocating for violence right whether they know it or not they're not too far from that sure so mm-hmm. i must be a communist because i've been me in the too. streets at black lives matter protests at what percentage? You want to jack his stuff? Do you think this? <laughs> He's got a nice car out there. Yeah, he really does. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice. We thing can about take cars. him. They have yeah. names on them. <laughs> um, Actually, I think yours is owned by a corporation, isn't it? I don't know who it's owned yeah. by. I, I really, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> okay, um, it's not owned by me though. <laughs> I don't. I haven't owned a car in some time. The uh, prepare to be expropriated. I think that the uh, that in many cases, young people. Um, that are out there, the the Antifa mm-hmm. sorts, the BLM mm-hmm. sorts, these kind of people are under the impression that they'll create a government that somehow they control mm. and will somehow benefit them That's and the their That's the same beliefs. fantasy that Chris Cantwell and the Nazis have. Yes. Yes. Okay, but the thing is, you're just lumping everybody into a category of, oh, you're at a protest? You must be a communist. And that's not fair. It's doing the same thing that people like Chris Cantwell do, where they treat everybody like they're in you know, groups and that everybody in the group must be the same. And yeah, that's false. That's, that's his immigration argument, is that anybody born outside the United States is necessarily a communist and therefore we cannot possibly let them in, which is nonsense. I just have no interest in playing their little reindeer games. Not going to do what it. What game are we talking about here? The, are you saying out. by saying playing okay. a reindeer game? Are you saying that when the news reports and others are saying, and there's video of it happening, of men in unmarked uh, vans pulling up and snatching people off the streets who are not committing a crime, by the way, because they have not been charged with such, taking them to some sort of questioning facility? Demanding that they answer questions, and then when they refuse, or at least in one guy's case, he said he, he wasn't going to answer questions, they cut him loose back onto the streets again. Are you saying you have no opinion about that? Oh, I have an opinion. That's the communism that people who are, you know, many of these organizers that claim to be actual communism, that's the communism they're looking for. Okay, that's what communism the individual has who looked was abducted. Up. Wait a second. How do you know they're a communist? I don't know about the individual who was abducted. So why do you have an opinion about them? I, I did, did I say I had an opinion? Well, you just went on. I asked you about whether you would have any comment about that, and you went off on the organizers. Let I'm me, talking about a guy who may not have been an organizer. Let me make this abundantly clear mm-hmm. if I haven't been clear. You are not. Go ahead. I am going to be clear now. Great. I... Don't care what happens mm-hmm. to you 
if you go to a communist rally... How do you know it's a communist rally? Because it's organized by communists. How do you know that? That does not follow. The 420 uh, rally was not an anarchist rally, although it was organized by an anarchist. See, there are a few there are definitely some committed Marxists involved in the leadership sure of are. Black Lives Matter. Your attitude is what's going to let them take all of the legitimately angry people who are not out there for communism. Right. They're there because people are getting murdered and make them their allies. Yeah, you should know better than this, Mark. Oh, and it's, I think it's that the BLM shameful. movement will probably benefit all of us. But I'm not going out there, and I'm not playing with these people. I'm not putting my life in danger, my wealth, my... Your uh, life is in danger by You're going, damn right if you go out there, go your Man- life is in danger. In Manchester, New Hampshire? I don't... I, I'm not driving to Man... You know, in, yes, in it Keen, takes, in it Keen, takes three hours of my life to in go Keen, to Manchester. I'm New not Hampshire? going there. Okay, uh, but your life would that, be in danger? So, something that I'd like you to think about is think of all the people that you've convinced mm-hmm. that anarchy was a good idea. I don't How I, many I of them agreed with you on everything before you convinced them? None of them would have. Uh, yeah, you're just exactly. writing out anarchists. I think this is sad because, you know, you and uh, some of these other people who share this particular viewpoint that, you know, oh, screw the commies. I'm not going to help the these commies. people. Right. Uh, that you're willing to just throw other human beings to the wolves of the state and, and you have no interest whatsoever in persuasion. Statists you have no inf- deserve the state. Were you a statist at one time in your life? And how do you think I became otherwise? Did th- was it because people ignored you and treated you like crap? No, it's because people told me the state does what the state does. How did they tell it to you? Did they have a conversation with you? Hey, look, you can listen. I'm on Free Talk Live four days a week. Uh-huh. Uh, for the last 18 years, anybody can tune in on it, you know, mm-hmm. on the internet or online to listen to a little bit of me talking about how the state does the things that the state does. And this yeah. is the sort of thing that the state does. Yes, exactly. It makes us hate each other so that we mm-hmm. can't cooperate against yeah, you're part the, of the common I enemy. don't hate people because, um, you hate of, them their because of their beliefs. I hate them because communism is a clear set of rules that you've seen for the last century but why hate that them? has killed tens of millions Just of people because people are confused. They're stupid. Yeah, this is your problem. Yeah. Uh, you you look See, down your I, nose at people. I guess I'm Shameful. maybe more forgiving because when yeah. I was 20, I was a communist. Yeah. I described I was a myself communist. as a Marxist. I was a you communist. know what cured me? I read Marx. Indeed. Same here. Um, I mm-hmm. Well, no, I... For oh, what? same... Seriously? So, Tw- so, so you're condemning people as bad people because used to be there were you, where you were a few decades yeah. ago? You might want to rethink that. Because what do you mean by I condemn? Think, because That's I think there doing. may be hope for... Again, I don't care. You don't care. You know what? You don't care about human beings being abducted by men in unmarked vans. I'm going to report on it because it shows what the depredations of the state are, Mm -hmm. so that I can continue to show communists who want as much state as they can get. They just think that they can control it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show them that they're never going to control it. Well, they're not going to listen to you because you don't care about them. That's right. We were talking about that. We were talking about that ethos thing. And you know how you create ethos? You know how you do that? You can do it with a uh, with a with a heel and a foil, right? Uh, a, a, a baby face and a heel. You can do it with a good cop, bad cop mm-hmm. routine. So you're a bad cop. Uh, yeah, you're just the callous. Ladies and gentlemen, a-hole. if you are out there advocating for communism, mm-hmm. advocating for more government, 
in a protest. You don't think they're a human being. You don't care what happens to them. Well, what do Dehumanize you, them. They're obviously Let them get snatched beings. up. Let them get thrown in a jail cell. No, hey, that's what they deserve, that. right? I want them. I want to be able to report on their their uh, their plight, and I do. Right? We we talked about it, mm-hmm. and I will continue to talk about that when that sort of thing happens. But if you advocate for the state, but you don't feel and bad. you get the state. Have some state. But you don't feel bad about what happens to these people because they have I, a different belief system than you? I can't have bad... Uh, look, You man, can't empathize, even though you used to be those people. You can't empathize with them 50, anymore. 50,000 people will die in America this week. Mm-hmm. Do you empathize for them? Dying naturally families? happens naturally. It's not another man's hand. It's still hand. a trage- tragedy you, you if they die. No, it's natural. You can't save every puppy on the pound, but if if we're going to... Literally ally ourselves only with people who agree with us, then we are going to lose and we are going to either die or be enslaved. The reality is that the great thing about anarchy is everybody's going to do it different. See, this is where this is the, the, the premise that you guys are assuming. You're assuming that you must stand and fight. And in order to fight, you must have an army. In order to have an army, you must have fighting. people. Yes, you are. You're all no. about fighting. No, I'm not. Um, uh, look, man, I've been on the air with you for 18 years. I'm telling you, you're a conflict-oriented person. No, I, I just want to live free. I know. They're the ones who want to fight. If you wanted to and live I don't free, want to fight. you'd buy a sailboat and get away from all you the people. You don't get to tell me what living free is like. That's what okay? I'm telling you it is. Well, then, I don't believe you. I, I've spent the last half decade you trying to You had a sailboat determine... and you turned it in after a year. So yeah. don't tell me what, what I anything sick. about sailboats. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Uh, you can join us here, and hopefully you've got a little more compassion than this guy. What a disappointment. 855-450-FREE. You can join us on Free Talk Live. Hour 3 is next, and the Discord lines are open at discord.lrn.fm. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more, and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything that you want. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight is Ian. And Mark. And nobody. And we're going to get right into your phone calls and thoughts. We've been, uh, well, rediscussing something that came up last night, and that is this sort of vitriolic anti-communist anything that happens to these people i don't care about attitude uh that you have expressed here tonight mark and it was i said i had sympathy for it yeah meaning you agree with the communists or uh, or what, what are you saying there 
No, I have sympathy for the uh, the idea that uh, one isn't going to put one's time and energy mm-hmm. and potentially life on the line to defend uh, people's right to go out on the street, set things on fire, and advocate for more state. Sure. Yeah, you only have a limited amount of time in your life. There's no doubt about that. And if you've got other things to do, I totally what understand. What are those things that. I do? So, do you really think they were advocating for more government when they burned down that police station? Yep, I do. Because I thought that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I and understand. How do you know they were communists that did that? Did you talk to them? Nope, I didn't. Okay, so you don't. You're jumping to conclusions about these. People. I did. So watch, you make the assumption. Okay. I, I did watch yeah. BLM people shout down the mayor of Minneapolis when he said he wasn't willing to entirely abolish the police, like. Just just okay. shout him down. Well, I'd probably Sounds yell like- at him, too, if I thought it would do any good. I want him to abolish the police. Yeah, I'm with him on that one. Yeah, I'm and that's the thing. They're absolutely right we read the uh, We read the list of demands here on the air during the CHAZ, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, which likely was run by a lot of people we disagree How'd with. How'd that go? They shut it down. Oh, Why? Probably because they couldn't keep people alive there. There were shootings over and over again. These people who are anti-gun um, are—they weren't know, anti-gun. See, that's the thing. You, you keep do saying realize these people, that people will die in an ANCAP society as well, and sure. some you of them will be shot. People die with the police around too, right? Uh, Not at that rate. Oh, really? Two, sure. There were two shootings there over several days. They have there were like uh, four. What, 50 shootings every every uh, every day in area. Chicago. And you keep saying these people as though you know word one about what those folks actually believe. They're a group of individuals, yep, and some true. of them are there for reasons that you don't understand. You know what? Because you've never asked. I will work my butt off. I will slave and toil my almost my entire adult life. To make available to them a radio program that they can call in Mm -hmm. and share their opinions on. How's that? So you've done nothing. It's more than they've done for the world. They. Again, putting people into groups, presuming you know what these people believe. And I think that's really the saddest thing about what you're saying here is you're just writing everybody off because they're near in physical proximity to some people who have ideas that you find distasteful. Well, my perspective is that if we want to change people's minds about this, and it's a good thing to do a radio show. Kudos to you for that, Mark. But that's not doing anything extra than what you're already doing. But good for you. Um, But I'm willing to go out and actually meet people where they're at and try to have some sort of a positive influence on them for the ideas of liberty where they're at. Because there's a good chance that those people who you believe are communists are not going to tune into Free Talk Live because they don't know we exist and they don't have any reason to find us. Okay, you know, They may even believe that they're communists. The thing is, uh, people who are communists do not... Uh, are not just like when we say we want capitalism. I don't say that. We don't want. Right, I don't say anarchism, communism, we don't, capitalism. Well, regardless of what words used to be politically correct, my point is when we say we want capitalism, they think we want a very specific thing, more or less what we have now, mm. which is exactly the opposite mm-hmm. of what we want. Um. Now, don't get me wrong. Obviously, uh, communism has been a disaster every time it was tried. But after 12 years of government propaganda, if you're going to uh, going to abandon everybody who fell for the propaganda, then there's nobody left to convince. 
Yep. And you, you will have zero impact if you don't learn to have impact on people who disagree with you. I totally agree. Let's go to Harley. He's on the line in Niagara Falls, New York, or at least maybe he's in Canada. I didn't, I didn't ask to specify. Harley, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yes, it's Niagara Falls, New York. Excellent. Welcome, sir. Hello. Uh, well, I just wanted to jump in on this whole, I, I presume you're talking about the Seattle and Portland uh, people being snatched off the street. I personally have not heard anywhere else that it's being done. Have you guys heard anywhere else? Not yet, uh, but anywhere else it's being done, I'm going to oppose it there, too. The thing is, once okay, they've well, done you know, it and nobody's done anything people. about it, they're going to do it again. Sooner or later, they'll do it to us because they don't like us yeah. either. The police do detain people to question them. That's what they're allowed to do. Mm, generally, if they have reasonable, articulable suspicion they've committed a crime. Uh, right. Actually, for arrests, the standard is probable so, cause. Reasonable, articulable suspicion is for a Terry. Is that what you're saying, though, Harley? Are you saying that snatching someone off the streets and taking them to a holding cell is considered a detention in your mind, not an arrest? Not a kidnapping? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're just apologizing I for mean, the police state. Detaining them to question them, right? Hey, if you love our government, you should check out the Chinese one. Yeah, you're I'm just not, apologizing for tyranny. I'm not sure. Like, I, I again, no, no, I'm no, not no, an no. attorney. I'm not apologizing. That's your propagandist interpretation. You just there. said that you think it's okay to snatch people off the streets so long as you call it a detainment. No, you said that. Oh, and I'm sorry. I thought I you were get, saying that was detaining someone. Five words in edgewise, what are you I saying can, it I can, is? I can, I can put my own words. Go to right it. ahead. What are you saying it is? It's police officers with federal jurisdiction mm-hmm. detaining people to question them. Okay, so that is what you now, said. Uh, you said that what I said wasn't what you said when I said that well, you just— you didn't just say it was okay. The question is, do you believe—because detention and arrest and, and arrest are pretty much identical legally. So the question is, do you think it's okay that the police no, are no, doing not. Miranda writes— Huh? To an arrest, Deten- They have to. If they arrest you, they have to Mirandize you. That's false. So That's what they, they do. In they uh, get to ask. Just hold on, man. Before you, you go on about something you so don't know about. Here. Okay. So what you don't understand is that they do that in the movies, but they don't do it in real life. The only time you get Mirandized in real life no, what you is don't if they realize t- is there's a legal def- legal distinction there. What you Where? don't realize is that the law is, but the tyrants will. Yes, but the fact is, uh, the Miranda rights are supposed to be read. Now, obviously, the police can break the law anytime they want, but they, uh, they're supposed to be read prior to a questioning, not after or before an arrest. As long as they're not going to question you, they don't have to read your Miranda rights. So it could be hours between when you are actually taken from the streets and then they finally come to you with whatever questions they have. That's when they have to read the Miranda rights. So now that we've agreed that they're detaining people, not I'm snatching not them off the street and throwing them kidnapping. in a black bag hat like the V for Vendetta movie. What okay? a shame. So Do you consider yourself a libertarian? Point, right? Do you consider yourself like freedom-minded? Because you're actually defending the police state here. And it's sad. <laughs> it's sad. Just because dude, they're doing dude, it to people you, you don't like. you got to slow it down a bit. you got to slow it down a bit. Really. You're pushing your heart, your side so hard, you don't realize that Mark is right. The communists, which is just a small subset of Marxists and socialists, they want to destroy the country that protects you, 
Your and country, country sucks. doesn't protect me. The country threw me in jail for a year and a half yeah. for smoking weed. You because want some protection like that? I'll come and give it to you. Because you broke the law. Yeah, right? you're not a libertarian. Yeah, and the law is what a bunch of tyrants got together and decided they were going to do so that they could steal your money and have a good excuse. And you're yeah. too big a moron to even recognize what they're doing. Yeah, and what difference not does it make a if he's a libertarian? Um, how, how did you come up with that opinion? Why did you Why did you make it such a big deal about it? I don't understand. Well, he said uh, he gave the impression that he actually cared about freedom, but he actually doesn't. He's a what state worshiper. When did he give it? Uh, I, I think he's called the show before. But okay. anyway, um, you know, he was definitely defending the state. Whether or not he's a libertarian, I think it's pretty clear he's not. I based on the words that came out of his find, mouth. Um, I'm looking at the, trying to find, figure out the difference between a detention and arrest, and if you can move somebody from one location to another during with a, a detention. detention. And mm-hmm. I'm curious about that because you know, in a nation of laws, that would be an interesting distinction. I want to know about that. I actually think that there's very little difference between detention and arrest. The definition of those words wasn't the point. Either way, they're taking away your freedom, and it's. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. It's 855-450-3733. With you in the studio, you've got Ian, Mark, and nobody. And just to briefly touch on something we talked about earlier, you know how I said, you know, if you lose your ethos, uh, you you lose the argument and you lose your chance of convincing people. What I just did was a perfect example of that. By blowing up at him mm-hmm. instead of finding a better way you know it, it was probably entertaining for the for the listeners or at least yes. a fraction of the, uh, uh probably a pretty good proportion of them who agree with me but uh certainly he will never take my opinion seriously uh or not for a long time af- after that so maybe so that that I, is that's I one of the costs. Everybody that, does, and, and that's okay. It's, and it's okay to acknowledge it. You know that that you might have approached things in a more rational manner or a more persuasive manner. I guess is the right term. Uh, but on the other hand, you are doing a show, and the real benefit is the listener, right? So if somebody mm-hmm. calls in with an opinion like that, then they are mm-hmm. effectively useful as a foil. In that, if even if you do burn that person's opinion of you, there may be people on the other side who are just listening that are persuaded in one way or the other. So, um, yeah, that that maybe. that may that may well be true. But you know, the the reasonable part of the point that that I was getting there is that the this idea that the police protect you or the fact that something is against the law means that someone should be arrested for it. used to be against the law to be Jewish in Germany. You know, people should not be arrested, though, for being Jewish, even though I vehemently disagree with, uh, well, every religion but mine, don't we all? (laughs) The um, I'm going from Nolo.com here and talking about detentions versus arrests. And I think the most important phrase to use when we start this is that there is no bright line between what is a detention and what is an arrest yeah that was my point well i don't care whether it was a detention or an arrest it's inappropriate it's wrong it is not cool well when i was listening people off the streets i hear that you're saying it's not cool ian i was when i was hearing them talking about snatching people off the street i the first thing i thought of was my god that's got to be illegal 
And the best I can tell, it may not be. Mm. And um, well, the ACLU is suing. So it's, they believe it's, it's illegal. Well, let's let's find out, and that's what mm-hmm. you know. That's what the ACLs for ACLU's for, yep. and I support them in this. I support them in lots of things. Okay, I'm glad you support them. I wish them they in would this. Uh, take. Uh, I wish that's they the would... first supportive thing you've said all night. Again, I don't care what happens to you if you're hanging out with commies. Just to be clear, <laughs> okay. I so don't you don't care, care what happens to me because I went to the Black Lives Matter event. Was that a mistake? Um, no, I don't think so. I think you, uh, you know, you got some good footage and, and whatever, but I, I mean, did you convince it, anybody of anything? It wasn't about getting good footage. Uh, that wasn't the purpose of me being there. The reason why I wanted to go there is the same reason I went to the reopen New Hampshire protests was to reach out to the people who I normally would not be connected with who have differing belief systems as me. And also people who are very angry at a certain group of people that I dislike more than any other group of people, the government, and have the stones and the energy to show up and do something about it. Where were the boogie boys when Duncan Lemp got murdered? Where were they? There, sure we weren't out in the streets. We should right. have been. I tried to get people out in the streets at the time. They wouldn't go. So do I have some respect for uh, the people who show up at, at those rallies? Absolutely. Absolutely. I just don't have res- any respect for them as economists. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're terrible economists. And I'm not willing to just write somebody off because they are at a starting point where we have a disagreement. We have some agreement on some things. And as I mentioned before, and I didn't get in to finish, I don't think the thought was that... That we went through the uh, the demands of the Chaz. We went through item by item on this show, and most of them, the supermajority, I think it was 17 out of 19 of their justice-related demands, we agreed with completely. Now, I don't think you were on that particular no, show, Mark, but of the hosts who were in the studio on that particular night, we were all like, yeah, that makes sense. Now, when they got to their economic demands... We were completely in disagreement uh, on that point. And I want to be able to build bridges with people and work with them and show them the areas we agree on. And then maybe we can come to some sort of conclusion or a better understanding of the areas in which we disagree. And maybe over time, they will be persuaded. You asked, did I convince anybody? Well, you generally don't convince somebody of the, you know, the validity of your ideas on the first go around. But what I did do in Manchester, and and nobody, you were there as well, so you were interacting with some of the same folks, uh, was I did, and in that particular case, I decided I wanted to bring out secession flyers just to see how that went over. And they actually went over pretty well. I mean, there was one guy who tore the flyer up, which that happens. If you give out a thousand flyers, eventually somebody's going to, and I didn't do a thousand at that event, but if you, you know, you give out a few hundred flyers, eventually somebody's going to throw it back in your face because they're mad about it. But for the most part, people were in, in, you know, interested in what I was presenting to them. Now, I don't sit there and have a conversation with them about it unless they want to ask me questions. And there was one young lady who came up. After I'd handed her the flyer, after she'd looked at it and she came over and she had questions and I talked to her and we talked about, you know, you know, no government and a lot of cool things that I had a great conversation with her and I would never have had that conversation. She was probably not any older than like 20. So she was inquisitive. She was curious. And I didn't jump to any conclusions about her. I didn't look at her and that dirty communist how dare she come i mean the the attitude that i'm hearing from you and from harley in the chat room here is to just completely dismiss other human beings and it's just well that's because you don't understand nuance 
I mean, like, it's just, it's part of you, right? Like, you just don't get nuance. You're either with us or against us. You're a George that's Bush. your attitude. No, no, it's not. It's no, not. that's your attitude. It's tonight. not. It's seriously not. Like, there's a difference between me wishing ill on you and me not caring, okay? There are 8 billion people on the planet, and I don't care about most of them, because mm-hmm. I can't. I, I cannot you. physically care. That's fine. It's not possible. Now, if you want But you're outrage, not defending the cops abducting people like that caller was. I am not defending it. I think yeah. it's uh I, I think that it's an it's a very it's an ironic example to these people who want government to function the way they want it to function. When, these people, which again you don't know who these people are because you've yeah, never actually Because we're talking to talk about groups here. I cannot No, I'm speak. talking about individuals. Which individual? And the that's one the that was, nuance that you don't understand. The one that was because kidnapped. you're looking <laughs> There was more than one, from what I understand, but uh, there is at least one. Um, But I'm talking about individuals, and you and these other people who are taking similar positions as you can only see groups. All I I can tell you is is that I have been scolded online Mm -hmm. for not getting out and defending the protesters with guns, like picking up guns against the government. Because those protesters, for whatever reason, don't want to do it themselves. Well, I don't care what people online are saying to you. Oh, well, now you don't care. Those people are not real. The people in Yes, they are. No, they're not. They're <laughs> hiding behind their computer screens and they're irrelevant. Okay? Uh, and the, in reality, in real life, I'm out in the streets. Nobody's out in the streets. We're talking to people. We're connecting with people. That's how minds get changed. Not by just sitting in your own little echo chamber on the internet, talking with each other about how bad the communists are. I'm not looking to change minds. I've tried changing minds. Then why don't you get off the air? For a long time. No, I'm giving people the opportunity. I'm telling them the ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm telling them the most moral right. philosophy. That's what in the I'm world. doing. You, I'm going there with flyers and conflict. handing them out to people. No, you keep saying that, but that's not true. I don't have the actions of somebody who wants to conflict. I want to bring people to you go an where understanding. Is. There was no conflict at the BLM. Well, I certainly go where people who are angry at the government are because that's where you find sense. This COVID-19 thing has turned the world upside down. Regardless of what you believe about it, it has changed our lives. But what's not changed is that if you own a business, you need to advertise to reach new customers or clients. Our audience is not the kind to stick their heads in the sand during a crisis. They are fully engaged and more active than ever. Special advertising packages are available to you to help you not just recover, but thrive. Email my sales manager, Matthew at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You dial in here toll free at 855-450 free like freedom. That's 855-450-3733 and uh, you can also join us on our Discord server at discord.lrn.fm In the studio tonight it's Ian, Mark, and nobody. Ethereum smart contracts enable Intercoin to be traded against Bitcoin, Ethereum, as well as growing set of tokens pegged to, uh, pegged to your favorite fiat currency. Intercoin can be used as a to turn in to turn these into virtual versions of Bitcoin or US dollars that have all the advanced features of Intercoin community currencies. They'd finally be spendable in every, everyday payments, be programmable, instantly convertible, generate analytics and more. When done, people can cash out back into the original versions. Think of Intercoin as a decentralized layer 2 solution that isn't controlled by anyone. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in meat space. And we think that's important here on Free Talk Live, so we accepted for 
$40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Incorporated for advertising. If you think freedom's important too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. And you can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. Intercoin.org. As we continue, more of your calls and thoughts here. We go to David. He's in Michigan listening in Jackson to WKHM. Hey, David. Gosh darn right, Jackson, Michigan. Good right. evening, gentlemen. Welcome. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, and I'm not going to get into too loud, and, uh, you know, uh, but I do have a real question. Yes, sir. Been seven decades on Earth, all of them in the United States of America. Please, men, explain to me what is the difference between freedom and, believe me, I'm all about freedom and law. In other words, laws are what is, they make when they take is, freedom. Yep. Laws are opinions backed by a gun. Well, I appreciate that. So do you advocate absolutely no law? I advocate for natural law, which is the one you can't ignore. Um, yeah, I, I advocate... Uh, not for no rules. What I what I advocate for most most importantly and most stridently is that no corporation should be given infinite power and a license to kill and made answerable only to themselves. And that's exactly what a government is. It is a corporation with a license well, to kill. Hang on, man. Mm-hmm. You yes. grew up in America just like I did, and you're still here. Yeah. So, so if there's no law whatsoever, forget I, well, corporate, let corporate do what it does. If there's no law, where is the check? Just do whatever you want, like Chicago? Well, the check, the check is in other people. What are you going to do if somebody yeah. aggresses against you? You're gonna, you are going to you, defend man. yourself. Don't look too... Well, not to interrupt you, but don't look too far down the road here, uh, 94 at Detroit, Cleveland, and Chicago to our west. Is all that cities how with, you want it? No, all cities with large amounts of disarmament. I mean, it's very, very difficult mm-hmm. to have a gun in those places, is it not? Well, you they, like, rule their own folks. In other words, they there's 60 different gangs, I understand, Chicago, loosely affiliated with a you know, the drugs, the guns, and all mm-hmm. the stuff that goes along with crime. Well, the gangs have but guns. Do you want that to run rampant? Just walk in here with yeah. 16 guys? And no, I don't want the government to have a war on me? drugs and create a, a utopia for organized crime, which is mm-hmm. what they have done. But then so, why are they doing that? Well, because what government does is they come to you and they say, we want to sell you some protection. Nice place you got here. <laughs> it should be protected. Very, okay, very so pay broad, us man. for protection. That's and guess broad. what? Hey, hey. That's my it's my chance to talk. And guess what? If you don't buy the product from them, whether you want it or not, they are going to either kill you or put you in prison. So they are a great are a greater risk to me than any common criminal out there. I have never really? been kidnapped and held for a year against my will really? by a common no, criminal. Right. But you're 
your heroes in government wait, did wait, just wait. Rich, that. Gosh, settle down for a His second. His name's nobody. Uh, nobody. Really? Okay, you can call me Rich if you want to. Sure. Let, let me make a uh, uh, let me make a more uh, uh, less impassioned approach here. So currently, uh, you you probably have fire insurance in your house, right? Well, most certainly. Yeah. Okay. So you got fire insurance in your house. Now, um, so if something bad happens to your house, like fire, you will your house will be covered. But your next door neighbor, they don't have. Uh, the same fire insurance or maybe fire insurance at all. If a fire okay. burns down their house, tough noogies, right? Um, what we want government for is protection. And in your case, what you're talking about is protection against uh, uh, gangs that we don't have much control over. Because although government can be defined as the most successful criminal organization in a given geographic area, it has this veneer of control. And it's certainly... Well, what, that's what I'm trying to ask stability. you guys. Well, is what is the fight... What is the line between freedom and government? In other words, freedom says, hey, I can it's, go out and fish the stream without a fishing license. Yeah, it's it's quite simply monopolies um, is the, the answer. If you have to have be governed by a group of people in a given geographic area, you don't have a choice. And those people can ultimately do what they want. Take a look at San Francisco. You know, I mean, you can't build anything, you can't do anything, you can't open it at a certain times. Like it's a, it's a mess, and you wouldn't want to live there, and neither would I. Um, and that's because they're a monopoly in a desirable place to live. You, you and I live in places that are a little less desirable. There's lots of them out there, the kind of rural areas where people can have a little more freedom, maybe enjoy the mountains, the streams, the, uh, the, the, the trees. Yes, you could, but we cannot have these thugs running rampant, mm-hmm. running rampant, and totally disregarding the law. Sure. And well, loot, steal. Well, if somebody loots your, you, are loot you talking your property, about the government when you say thugs? Are you talking about the government thugs? Or are you talking about, like, other criminal thugs? No, just street thugs. Okay. So I live Why in New Hampshire. No check, thugs worse no than the government. From police? I live in New Hampshire where we have relative freedom to carry guns and defend ourselves we do here also yeah and are you having a problem with thugs where you live or are you only saying that's in detroit no but it's just down the road mm-hmm. well don't go to detroit yeah so i, I lived in no, ann arbor which is closer you, than you and i avoided detroit like the town, plague southern michigan prison town jackson michigan that's where There's i was born around how's here. that prison working out it clearly hasn't stopped the thugs you're talking about right well, they, oh, they, they keep packing them in prison. there and they have to build more. They keep packing them in there and have to build more, okay. which I don't mind. I think if you actually looked at the numbers, David, and, and thank you for the call tonight. I do appreciate the conversation. If you looked at the numbers, I think you'd find a lot of the people in that prison are actually folks who've never harmed another person. They may have sold some drugs, uh, but that's a voluntary interaction between human beings. There's a lot of those people sitting in prison cells who could be out being productive members of society, but because... The largest criminal gang, the people with the monopoly on violence, that's the part you weren't saying, Mark, the monopoly you're talking about is a monopoly on violence that these government uh, goons have. They have been throwing peaceful people, like nobody, our our co-host here, who went to jail for a year for selling some cannabis, a completely peaceful act, and some purported LSD, but again, completely peaceful act that no one was harmed 
people were choosing to uh, involve themselves in that, and the state people went after him. And then, so that that prison that you're talking about is likely full of folks who've never actually harmed another human being. All the while, the Crips and the Bloods and whatever other gangs are running around uh, in Detroit are getting away with murder, even with all the laws, even with all the government police that we currently have. And but hiring more of them has not solved the problem, as nobody pointed out earlier. Our, our co-host uh, Pope Nobody pointed out it's the war on drugs that has empowered these gangs. It has given them a way to make a ton of money by dealing in prohibited products. So if you don't like the gangs in your city or in Detroit, the city over across the river or wherever it is you are, if you don't like the gangs and the threats and, and all that violence, well, then you should blame the government because they created it by creating prohibition in the first place. Eight fifty, And they're not going to solve that problem because they still haven't figured out that prohibition doesn't work and it makes things even worse. 855 855- It is Free Talk Live. Moments here remain for you to take control of the airwaves. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. I want to say thank you to Lonnie Gopal, who is a Free Talk Live platinum amplifier, meaning that Lonnie contributes 25 bucks a month at least to the AMP program, which is way more than what we ask for. We ask for five, so thank you, Lonnie, for uh, for doing the platinum level over at amp.freetalklive.com. When you sign up there, you get access to some cool perks, some benefits for being a Free Talk Live amplifier and helping us get on more radio stations with the ideas of freedom because, sadly, no one else is doing what we're doing. And we did, by the way, recently hit the number 25 spot on the Talker's Heavy 100 the 100 most important talk show hosts in America, at least according to Talkers Magazine. So it's thanks to amplifiers like Lonnie for helping us make that possible. If it weren't for amplifiers helping us with 5 bucks a month, or in his case 25 uh, we would not be on as many radio stations as we are today. I mean, it's just a fact. What fraction we would be on, I don't know, but I suspect it would be a small fraction of the ones that we have. Uh, you guys weren't backing us up. So thank you to Lonnie Gopal and all the other folks who either currently are amping or have amped in the past. If you amped in the past, we'd love to have you back. Uh, go to amp.freetalklive.com, or if you've never amped a show, you'll get some cool bennies. And you can do it with PayPal. You can do it with a credit card or debit card or Bitcoin BTC at ampamp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Vic. He's in Pennsylvania. Vic, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, how's it going tonight? Welcome. You're on the air. Yeah, pretty intense show. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, just, just wanted to say I disagree with the last caller. Um, I'd rather have, uh, you know, dangerous freedom over any kind of state promise. I don't Absolutely. Think really work out. I'll take my risks. Well. And that's unfortunately, it doesn't seem like most people around us care about uh, risk anymore. They don't want to take risk. They uh, just want safety, safety everywhere, be safe, uh, etc. Well, there's a lot of studies surrounding rule of law, and most of the outcomes are pretty positive. What I think that they're talking about is stability. Mm-hmm. when they talk about rule of law in these circumstances. Mm-hmm. But that's the terminology that they use and the way they've gone and done these studies. So, well, go ahead. Rule of law as opposed to rule of men is the absolutely the opposite of what we have. What we have is a bunch of men who have arrogated to themselves power beyond what anyone should ever have and they've done that Mm -hmm. by duping fools 
and they have used that power then to advantage themselves by robbing the rest of us blind. The government literally stole more in just asset forfeiture last year. Asset forfeiture alone. They stole more than all the burglars combined. Mm -hmm. Then you add taxes. Then you add murdering people all over the world through uh, through warfare. Well, that's, then oh, you on, include locking up black people because they're black Wait, and hippies because these, they oppose Vietnam. These studies aren't just done on America. They're done around the world and it's about rule of law and America doesn't come top of this list it's just about rule of law and that's all that i was talking about and so they're not locking up you know black people in amsterdam that i know of they're not dropping uh you know the the swiss the swiss government isn't dropping bombs on middle eastern countries i get some of the issues you're you're discussing it's just that what i what we're discussing was rule of law and the fact that rule of law is a load superior to um you know the it's a lie. rule of men I, it, it is a lie you were the one who made the rule of men argument on the air a myriad of times in the past sure and i understand that it's nuanced well and i understand that there just because there could be something better doesn't mean that what we have isn't um you know better than than something that otherwise like it's just like none of these things are are necessarily exclude anything else well certainly the government we have excludes the rule of law because that is marked uh, for one thing, by the people who are enforcing the law, obeying the law. The mm. government ignores the Constitution. They ignore the Declaration of Independence. They ignore all of the documents that gave them a thin veneer of respectability, and they are become nothing but pirates. Vic, uh, I want to make sure you get a There's chance no to uh, thought, share your thoughts here. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, if I could just change the topic, sure. I, I got a mask story for oh, you yeah. guys. I, Let's I think it. might cheer you up. Yeah, uh, I hope so. <laughs> Most of the mask news is not cheerful, but go ahead. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I took a trip to the Poconos uh, with some of my buddies. To the where? And uh, the, the Pocono. Oh, the mountains. Pocono mountains. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and uh, you know, we had to stop by the the market first. You know, my, my friend has a cabin up there. So uh, we go to this market, and he forgot a mask. So I said, shoot, let's go in without masks. Mm-hmm. And uh, we go in. We, we made it, We made it at that, you know, a few minutes into the store. Um, quarter of the way through the store, uh, an older lady, probably the supervisor, she told us we had to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to tell her I have a medical issue, and she actually asked me what it was. <laughs> um with like kind of with like, an attitude that she was angry about it. She didn't believe me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I told her, I said, I, I legally don't have to answer that. And she left me alone. You know, five minutes later, uh, the stock boy came up to me and he tried telling me I had to wear a mask. And Jesus, at the first two times I ignored him and then he got closer and closer to me. So the whole, at this point, he's like six inches from my face trying to get my <laughs> attention. And so the whole social distancing thing's out the window, mm-hmm. right? So I was just going to see how far it went just out of, you know, humor. Because, um, you know, every time we go up to the Poconos, it's it's something crazy. But, well, my girlfriend stepped in. She told, told the guy, you know, I, I have a medical issue. So he went away. 
And then we actually made it over to the meat aisle. And in the meat aisle, a customer asked this, randomly asked me if I was immune. And I said, immune to what? And he didn't answer. He just, uh, he just said, I'm supposed to wear a mask. Mm. So I told him I had a medical exemption. And uh, again, he asked me uh, what my condition was, and he wanted to see my medical exemption card. Wow. Yeah, and I said, I don't need a card. It's a HIPAA violation for you to even ask me that. I legally don't have to tell you what my medical condition is. Right. And he said, said, uh, well, you're going to get some more questions soon, buddy. Right. Right. And uh, I said, well, I got a question for you. You Don't you respect the law? Right. Because this always gets to conservative types Mm -hmm. because, you know, they want to abide by the law. You know, mm-hmm. and cause I could tell he was a hunter wearing the camo hat. Yeah, in the Poconos. The way he was dressed. Right. Yeah. So he uh, he got kind of aggravated, and he actually walked away. And uh, I guess if he was listening out there, you know, I never got any more questions. I'm, I'm still waiting on that. Well, good, man. But, I, I mean, I guess it's a positive story in that uh, you ultimately weren't thrown out of the store, but it's not positive in that you were molested verbally three times by various different people, including just another customer. I mean, by no means it's making me feel good. But, uh, <laughs> hey, I appreciate yeah. the call, Vic. Thanks for calling in and sharing that with us tonight. Let's go uh, fi- uh, quick here to Joey in St. Louis. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Joey. Joey? Hello, Bernard. If somebody beats you up for not right. wearing Not worth talking to him. Let's go to Gene, the Christian anarchist. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gene. Yeah, I wanted to talk about communists and Marxists. Yes, and uh, let's do a little uh, definition here. For One thing, if your ide- ideology requires violence on those who disagree with you, then your ideology is a threat of assault. And I can give you an example of a couple... Uh, that you're going to agree with right off the line. The thin blue line ideology, the Nazi ideology, you agree or disagree that those ideologies are a threat of assault? Um, no. Do I consider it a threat? Uh, no, not I mean, not in a, not in a defensible yeah. uh, sense, because a threat has to be both credible and imminent. So, and, okay, so you, um, guys, you, guys, you guys will tolerate Nazis then, correct? Uh, I've yeah. interviewed you're gonna, you're, Con Cantwell. Yeah, okay. I tolerate people you're, with whom I disagree. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And the All police right. as well. Because, like, I'll actually talk to them as though they're human beings. I haven't killed a single cop, and God knows I've wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> because because those ideologies are a violation of the non-aggression principle. Well, that's an interesting they, uh, opinion. but they're, th- they're threatening I don't consider somebody's beliefs to disagree. be a threat. Well, if I threaten you with violence... That's different than We're having not a doing belief. What I want to do. Well, yeah. those ideologies require violence, so therefore, they. Well, then you better the, start the shooting that they because them. there's a hell of a lot of people out there that believe in ideologies that require violence, including everyone who believes in the state. So get shooting. And remember, you got to take out 97 percent of the population because they're all statists, and yep. that requires violence. You're going to need a lot of bullets there, Gene. Hey, we're out of time tonight. See you tomorrow. FreeTalkLive.com. Is spreading the message of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace around the globe worth $2 per month to you? As you may already know, in addition to our internet feed, LRN.FM broadcasts on free-to-air satellite across North and Central America, as well as Sub-Saharan Africa. And we've been available on satellite for free 24-7 since 2010. 
The LRN.FM free-to-air satellite signal is reaching some of the most oppressive regimes in the world, and there's no doubt our ideas are making an impact. You can learn more about the channel's impact by watching the three-minute video at fund.lrn.fm. If you'd like to help free minds globally with our ideas of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace, you can donate as little as $2 per month via fund.lrn.fm. You can help us continue and expand our satellite broadcast to multiple continents. Visit fund.lrn.fm today, and thank you for your help. Don't forget to share the link on social media. That's fund.lrn.fm.